0: You're
1: listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
0: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is your host for today, Father Jason Leffer and my co pilot,
2: Janelle Shanlock.
0: And and Janelle, she's she's the silent partner. She insists that she's gonna talk as little as possible, but I'm not I refuse to let her. Do that <laughs> because she has so much good things to, to do. Now, Janelle, you know, I know recently you have uh, stepped away from the incredibly active role that you had in Real Presence yes, Radio. I or, or, yeah, behind the scenes and for what, 19 years? 18 well, years? No, I, for around 12
2: years. You 12 know, years. The average length of time somebody works for a nonprofit is around six, and I was blessed to work for Real Presence Radio for around 12, and I met so many wonderful people out there in RPR land. And um, it's been a great blessing, but the Lord was telling me it was time to give my notice and leave. So I quit April 1st, and um, I'm asking everybody out there in Radioland to please pray for me to... Uh, for me to discern what my God, what God's next step is for me in employment.
0: I, you know, I know transitions are so incredibly challenging. And I just, in, in my life, transitions, you always need a time period, maybe decompression kind of thing. How, yeah. how is that going over? you? Oh, I love, I
2: love it. I love it. I'm just decompressing. It's like my body's just relaxing. I really appreciate this. I, um, I'm i spending a uh, of course, I like to go to daily Mass, and, and I'm spending more time in adoration and more time in prayer. But I, I
0: think the number one thing, though, is you get to spend time with your mom, isn't that Yeah, right?
2: and then also, too, my mom's in the nursing home in Grafton, North Dakota. She has dementia, and she's 90 years old. Please pray for my mom, Irene, and it's been just a great joy, a great privilege to be yeah. with her and spend more time with her. Because when, she, when we feed her, she eats more, right? And yeah. so um, she's becoming more frail, but it's just a great opportunity to spend more time with her. And it's just a blessing from the Lord.
0: You'll you'll never regret the time spent with your mom. Just you know, it's so so very well, I'm so proud of you. I just I think the world of you. This is <laughs> it's so wonderful to have you in here. And Now, we're no longer alone. It's it's always such a treat to have in-studio guests, and we have joining us now, Christy Untersayer. Good morning, Christy.
3: Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jill. Welcome
0: aboard. Another one of my favorite people in the whole world. Okay. (laughs) Could you um, just introduce yourself to our listeners and let us know who you are and where you hail from and what you're
3: about? All right. I'm Christy Untersayer. I live in Buxton, North Dakota, with my husband, Jake, and we have five children and one on the way, so... Yay! Praise God! <laughs> um, Congratulations! We started out in uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota, and we met at the UND Newman Center as Focus missionaries, and it's, the rest is history. <laughs>
0: one of so. one of your, your friends from Focus, he's going to be on later in the show. Uh, Luke Helwig is going to oh, be on this morning. Great. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we'll have to definitely uh, tell him that you were on too. It's it's interesting your paths are crossing here today. Yeah. Now you're you're kind of one of my my go-to people. When it, when it comes to all things Catholic, all things faith, especially all things sacramental. Um, both you and Jake, your husband, you have been a great example in my life of pouring yourself out uh, for the church and, it's, and especially the practical expression of... Teaching the sacraments, living the sacraments, being an inspiration to others for the sacraments. I'm, I'm focusing on that word sacrament right now because the segment we, we want to draw forth, um, we're going to talk about here the, the sacrament confirmation. Yes. In a very, very particular and pointed way. But before we do that, Christy, could you share with me what is your own personal experience of confirmation? When, how are you confirmed? What was your experience?
3: I was confirmed when I was a senior in high school. Uh, I grew up in Chicago, so just outside of Chicago. I went to Catholic school all my life, and I was confirmed as a senior after two years of classes, if you will. Um, my That's about all I remember. I don't remember very much about my confirmation. Um, I don't remember much of what I learned or what the classes were about. I remember being one of the only faithful people in my class. I was one, probably one of the only ones that went to regular Mass on Sundays. How, how many
0: kids would have been in your... roughly?
3: Gosh, maybe like 30.
0: So it pretty, pretty good it amount. A, it
3: was a good amount. It was a lot of people that had gone to my Catholic um, elementary school and then had gone on to public school. And for the most part, their families were not practicing the faith at all. Um, so as... In comparison, I would say I was a faithful Catholic, but I didn't know very much about my faith.
0: Okay, now let me ask you this: from the time before you were confirmed to afterwards, can you think now, looking back on it as an adult, do you do you notice what at that time? Could you notice a difference in your life? Did you notice a change when the Holy Spirit was strengthened and confirmed in you?
3: Um, at that time, I did not. Okay, I did not notice anything. But looking back, there's this distinctive line that was drawn where i started making decisions with what i would say was god's wisdom okay um and i didn't even know it but i remember after confirmation going to look for colleges and i went to illinois state university and i visited the newman center there and i just thought this is where i need to be because of this newman center Okay. And I don't know why, and I didn't know anything else about it, but I just, for the first time in my life, I started making decisions based on my faith. And I don't think I registered that at the time, but now I see that. And, and the path has gone so much down that road of faithfulness and love of the Lord that I just, it blows me away. Okay, so,
0: so fascinating. Now, Janelle, do you remember your confirmation?
2: You know, I was, I think, fourth grade or fifth grade. You I think don't remember you okay. So, much for, our, so I, you were
0: you were younger. Yes, I was younger. Do you remember any prep or classes or anything?
2: Well, yeah, we had some uh, catechism classes, but I don't think we were really. um
0: okay. I, I, I don't recall really. Do the, do you the, do the, you yeah. um, do, do you remember like the ceremony itself for the bishop when coming yes, and being? Yes, I remember coming. the
2: bishop being there, and I knew it was a very special day.
0: Did did you have a special dress or gown or anything that you wore?
2: Mm, yes, I did.
0: Yes, I did. Did you take a name?
2: Um I I did, but uh I don't think we were t- why well, my the name I chose was was Janet.
0: Okay. Uh, Christy, did you take a name?
3: Yes, Genevieve.
0: Genevieve. Okay. All right. Now How about you? Well, hold on. Hold on. No. Just <laughs> looking back same question. Did you kind of notice anything at that time in your life that was different after your confirmation that you think about? Okay. Not that I can recall. Okay, there we go. Fair enough. Um, myself, <laughs> really quite simple. Um, the priest made an announcement one Sunday. He said, if you're from this age to this age, please gather in the basement. Um, uh, Mrs. Shewell is going to talk to you. And Mrs. Shewall came and said, uh, next week the bishop is coming to confirm all of you. You need to get yourself a name tag and a sponsor be- before next Sunday because he's going to be here to confirm you. <laughs> and he came and he, he confirmed. he confirmed us. And I found a sponsor named my brother and I fought over, which this person we wanted to have be our sponsor. And he was so kind. He let me have him. My brother spoiled me. It was <laughs> great. But anyway, then we had this confirmation. And the only thing I remember from it was <laughs> uh, uh, my cousin gave me Van Halen 5150 for my confirmation gift. Right. It, was, it was the first time I was allowed to listen to this kind of adult music or whatever. That not that, that funny? But I, you know. I don't, but I think like Christy, obviously something happened in my life because I'm an ordained priest now. So there was something efficacious, even though I wasn't, really didn't have much of an experience mm-hmm. there.
2: And how old were you?
0: Um, I would have been a sophomore in high school, I think I was. Okay. Yep. Yep. Isn't that funny? I can't quite remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, going off of a picture I remember in my mind that was taken. That's how I remember. Mm -hmm. Okay, I do this on purpose to draw this together, to say, well, look at this, we've had kind of a common experience of that sacrament of confirmation, and it's kind of vague, it's kind of back there. Mm -hmm. Okay, Christy, I want to talk to you about restored order of the sacraments, and help our listeners, what is the restored order, what does that mean?
3: Okay, so, um, quite a while ago, over a hundred years ago, the order of the sacraments of initiation changed. Um, there's a whole backstory there, and there's a, I mean, yeah, 1900 years of history in the church, but um, it changed where confirmation and Holy Communion or Eucharist were separated. And originally, those three sacraments of baptism, confirmation, and First Communion were all in a particular order in order to make them go together and to be more efficacious to work together. Um, So restored order in the last 100 years we've actually had confirmation as the last sacrament for a lot of people the last sacrament of initiation for a number of people for most of them, most american catholics okay so
0: if i'm hearing you right what you're what you're saying is for 1900 years the order of the sacraments was you were baptized you were confirmed, and then you received your first Eucharist. For
3: the most part, yes, yeah.
0: Okay, but then that changed a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm, gotcha. Because
3: uh, the bi- or the Pope wanted children to receive Holy Communion earlier, which was a great thing to want. Um, he said the the children need this sacrament earlier, but he didn't address the sacrament of Confirmation. So Confirmation got left behind. Um,
0: well, one thing on this to help our listeners understand about these sacraments that. It's not like they just dropped from heaven. There, right. there, there's a historical development and development of even the theological understanding of the sacraments across time. And each one of them, baptism, Eucharist, confirmation, has its own life where at times in the church they were more highly regarded, other times yes. they weren't. Mm-hmm. And so we're basically on this faith journey of these. And so this dramatic thing happened about a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. and The Pope said, let's emphasize Eucharist. He didn't mean to not emphasize right. confirmation, yes. right? Yep.
3: He just didn't address it, because that wasn't the concern at the time.
0: And then he died.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: Which is the problem, And right? nobody
3: knew what to do. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need to say anything about confirmation. And so, so as a result, what happened in that next hundred so,
3: years? So, uh, confirmation stayed later in life, for the most part, and Holy Communion was earlier. So the sacraments were now out of order of of the initiation process. Um so restored order is what the bishops have done in America to try to bring back that original order of the first three sacraments baptism then confirmation which both point to holy communion as the top and pinnacle of that initiation.
0: And, and again for our listeners to understand like you can the Vatican Va- the second Vatican council actually addressed this. Yes, it addressed yep. it and said this is so important we need to look it, it's Pope Pius the saint Pius X, Mm -hmm. Uh, he did not intend for confirmation for this to happen. And Vatican II called for what you're saying, Yes, Let's restore this. The proper sequencing of receiving the grace of the Holy Spirit is baptism, confirmation, Eucharist. Let's begin this process. It it basically called for and said, begin this process, but it didn't say (laughs) how to do it.
3: Right. So it took quite a while, and it's still in a very early stage of process.
0: So so. in uh, 2002, something happened in the Diocese of Fargo.
3: Which, uh, I wasn't here at that time, but Bishop Aquila had been studying these sacraments and realized the order that they should be in and how to make it more efficacious for his diocese, so he installed the restored order of confirmation being at the third grade level in the same Mass with First Holy Communion, so that the the order of the sacraments is now back to where it was meant to be.
0: And so... On the other side of the break that is coming upon us, we are going to dive into the the consequences, the efficaciousness, the challenges of the restored order of the sacraments. Stay tuned. You're listening to Real Presence Live.
1: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco.
1: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
0: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are flying high here talking about the Holy Spirit and the Sacrament of Confirmation. And Janelle, is the Holy Spirit uh, important in your life? Absolutely. In fact, I'm doing...
2: Several prayers as novenas now between now and Pentecost.
0: Boy, you jumped on the Great Novena. You are doing novena before the Great Novena. You know, <laughs> I no. I'm so excited. And I I pray so, so important, just in depth of my being that we talk about restoring things. We need to restore in all of our diocese ascension. Thursday, back to the Thursday, because what happens here is is the Great Novena gets bumped, and people. Don't, I mean, it, it really does affect us theologically. It affects efficaciousness of the Holy Spirit coming in our lives and how we're relating in those times. And those days are upon us. We just next week, next week, Christ is sending to the Father. He's sending the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete. We have those nine days of preparation. That's where it all comes from. I, I, I love this time of year and Pentecost and the octave of Pentecost. Anyway. But let's get focused. I'm, I'm, like a, I'm like a dog when you say squirrel. Anyway, the um, okay, so here we are. We, we were with Christy Underser here, who um, she is an expert <laughs> in what we're calling the restored order of the sacraments, which means for 1,900 years, we received baptism, confirmation and Eucharist, after Pope Pius X said we need to have more frequent communion Reception of Holy Communion jumped over, receiving confirmation it was not his intent, but then he died, and it didn't get corrected. Vatican II said, hey, this needs to get corrected. Bishop Aquila, who was Bishop of Fargo, he this was his background in sacramental theology, and he took, in 2002, he wrote a pastoral letter, and he's also done this now as Archbishop of Denver. Yes, He's yep. been restored up there as well, um, and said, hey, we're going to start this process, and there's, there's a lot of good reasons uh, for doing this. Now, as you could expect, there was a lot of blowback as well. Right. Because in people's living memory for 100 years, wait a minute, I, I was older. I was, and you, you constantly heard this thing about that confirmation is a sacrament of maturity. That was the thing that kept... Yes. Bishop Aquil has this great line in his pastoral letter he wrote. It is so powerful. He says, yes, it is a sacrament of maturity. And he says, what kind of maturity? He says, maturity towards perfect worship of Christ in the Eucharist. Bam! Yeah. So he's saying, doesn't matter what age you are, you, you can't earn these sacraments. But when you receive the grace of confirmation, even if you're a little taught, or a little, maybe even my mom, she was baptized, confirmed, first Eucharist on her eighth day of her life, right? right? Yeah. Ukrainian Catholic. You know, so um, the, it's not about being smart enough or wise enough or earning it. But he's saying, as soon as you receive that confirmation, you have this ability to worship God perfectly your soul now is oriented towards God to worship him perfectly yes. i just i love okay. that i love that okay so Christy, i am super interested to hear now practical experience uh, on on your end of it how how do you go about then going from this model of your teenager doing a lot of um, hours of service earning kind of like earning or going that graduation model you when you're junior in high school you get Confirmed and now you've graduated mm-hmm. from from the sacraments. So, you know, how, how do you transition then to a, a younger age of receptivity, which is about seven years old?
3: You know, I wasn't actually here for the transition, so I didn't receive a lot of that fallout or whatever. Although I still have parents who were in that moment and frustrated now so i have to walk them through it that's that's where i start first is with the parents my preparation when i work with children is actually more for the parents because children absorb everything and in third grade they love god they love the church they love learning they want to know more they want to answer the bishop's questions you know they raise their hands they're so excited they can pick up anything it's the parents that i really reach out to and i have them there with their children and they're hearing it and learning it and i don't even i don't tell them i'm focusing on them but i really do and it starts to change their hearts and their understanding of the sacrament and just receiving that as the sacrament as a gift and not something earned not something you have to know about um you know not something you have to be physically mature for or or even spiritually mature for it's that the maturity happens in you because of the holy spirit and so starting with the parents we go forward And then, of course, we adapt things. You know, you can't teach a third grader the same way you teach a high schooler. So we do adapt things.
0: You know, I want to say a point on that. I can testify to this.
3: Actually. You you can actually teach them better. Yes, that's true.
0: They they, they say, think, think this through. They say the best age to learn a language, multiple languages at the same time. First, second, third, fourth grade. Yes. Your brain is tuned to whatever you learn at that time period, it's burned in there. You don't forget it. To this day, I, the first class I taught was 2003 on this. I can, They're now adults. They're married and have children of their own. I'll bump into former parishioners who were second, third graders who I taught them They've never forgotten. They, yes. they remember the, mm-hmm. the whole experience of it. They just light up. They see me and they light up and like, Father, that was, I just loved it. It was so great. And boom, boom, boom. They haven't forgotten anything. Yes. On the other hand, I don't know about you guys, but I've heard story after story after story. I'll ask people, what was your confirmation experience? They'll say, well, we, were, we went to prom. We had a great time. We were out drinking. We wore our tuxedos to the uh, confirmation the next day with Bishop. We fell asleep during confirmation. Don't remember anything else about it. Okay, now, I'm not trying to mock it, or well, maybe I am, but I'm tr- what I'm trying to say there is think about the receptivity yes, of the person exactly. receiving the sacrament. Mm-hmm. These third graders, who, like you said, they are, they're sponges, they're excited, they're open, and again, you don't teach them the same way you would teach a sophomore in high school, but in a way, you can teach them
3: better. Yes, absolutely, because they are more receptive, and they're more receptive to receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, um, and to receiving the the seven gifts of the Spirit as well, like they... They just have open hearts, and they, and that makes a huge difference. I know when I went through it, even as a practicing Catholic senior, I was not open to the Holy Spirit. I wasn't relating to God in any way. I was doing the checklist, you know. But these kids, they do have a desire to know God and to love God, and it's I mean, beautiful. I'll be
0: honest with you. I, until I was like 23 years old, I didn't know that the Holy Spirit was God
3: right no, exactly. I'm no i'm being sincere i'm being sincere
0: i'm not exaggerating i had no working practical knowledge mm-hmm. that the holy spirit is equal to mm-hmm. god three divine persons one god i didn't you know and i'm not saying that the holy spirit wasn't active in my life but i, I definitely did not have a relationship right. with him uh, Were these these kids we just we just, a couple weeks ago we we went you know i had the actual uh confirmation I and i you know and christy i want to say too like the process is very similar for me what i do with with my parents and sponsors like i watch the transformation in the parents and the sponsors as we go through and when we have the big regional gathering where bishop comes and the different churches come together we're there yeah. i look i almost i'm in tears not, not only at the moment when when my kids are coming forward and being confirmed but i'm looking at the parents and the sponsors and i see their eyes are are alive with knowledge with understanding wisdom they themselves are are in it with yeah. their children Moms and dads with them, the, the whole family doesn't forget the experience right, now. Yes. It becomes a bigger thing than mm-hmm. just like handing on a sacrament.
3: yeah, and as with any sacrament when you have a child, it, it renews your own sacraments. you know every time you have a baptism in your family, you renew those baptismal vows. When you are going through this with your child, it renews your understanding, it renews your faith. Now
0: too, of your so. own children, how many of them have gone through? Sacraments? now
3: I have one who's done confirmation and first communion. Okay, so
0: I, I know that you have been busy helping other parents and their children. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but now your own children are are coming through, thinking about the experience with them compared to your experience. What, what what's been the difference? You didn't go through restored order, but now your children yeah. are. How? What do you see the difference here?
3: Um, it's it's amazing the gifts that are given to them that you can see in their lives because you're kind of outside their life you know in a a lot of ways so like i can see my son and having him go through the preparation and being excited is wonderful i mean that's just a beautiful thing to watch um but even now like watching those gifts be active in his life watching him when he does have those moments of wisdom or when he totally fails and i have to stop and go oh i can pray for those gifts in him (laughs) you know um seeing him with courage, with the fortitude to stand up for his faith or just moments where he's had to push in on his other friends or to correct somebody, even at the third grade level. You know, he had a friend who told my daughter to go to hell and he was astonished that somebody would say something like that. And he stood up for her and he just, like, you do not talk like that. That is, nobody deserves hell. Like, you need to... We all need to work together to get to heaven. And just watching him um, stand up for his faith and his understanding is just a beautiful, beautiful Absolutely. thing.
0: No, Janelle, you were saying earlier you have great concerns about what our children face. Like, w- what are some things concerns or this restored order would address well, issues th- that kids <laughs> well, are facing?
2: I, I think at these 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 poor children are going through a lot in these schools. Right? There's a lot of bullying. And a lot of social pressure, pressure, and Facebook and all these other type of social media. And there's, um, I think, a lot more bullying than there used to be. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think these kids need these graces. These kids need the, the armor of God. They need the Holy Spirit to help mm-hmm. them combat. These evil forces that are coming at them because uh-huh. Satan's there. They, he wants our kids. He he's there to steal, slaughter, and destroy. So I I th- I think it's a great idea to have these kids uh, confirmed at a younger age to receive the fuller outpouring of the Holy
0: Spirit.
3: Yes, they... Christy.
0: Thirty seconds last comments you want to throw out there for our listeners about restored order of the sacraments.
3: I just I, with with what Janelle said. Yeah, they our world is like an, not just immoral; it's anti-moral. Yeah. You know, we have this. You can't go into a store this month of June without being totally pummeled by propaganda that's against the human person. Um, and they need that right away. PBS Kids, you know, like they, they have all kinds of things on there that's not appropriate for children to, to be um, receiving. And they, those gifts of the Holy Spirit, the, the dwelling of the Holy Spirit in their lives, is going to do so much for them at that earlier age. Mm -hmm.
0: Christy, thank you so much for being here and being this witness and sharing with us. I know this is something so near and dear to my heart. I feel passionate about it that we can't possibly... I believe in the grace of the sacraments and that our children need these things. Our parents, our sponsors need these things. As we look out, I'm looking out the window. I think I might see a leaf on the tree. Anyway, they tell me spring is here, although the forecast is saying in my area it's going to be 32 degrees and snowing Friday and Saturday. Ah, but inspiration of spring right around the corner we're going to discover what a marion garden is stay tuned to real presence live